is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Yeah, it is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Roundtable Sessions. Yes, my name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the rather crowded cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy. He's got a cap on. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes. Uh, this is the thing, mate, boy. I do sometimes, this is kind of new. We're videoing our chats. But a lot of people won't know that, but we're kind of trialing that and it's working. But a lot of the time I wear a hat because in the evenings or during the day when I'm working from home and I'm, I'm an absolute scumbag. So <laughs> I would have said I'm not gangster. styling my hair or anything. I'm not bothering. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care, mate. So just put a cap on. It's easier, isn't it? So yeah, it looks no, good. It, it looks good. Um, mate, you know, more than a week has gone by since Boba Fett has come out and. I'm still feeling emotional about it. I'm still feeling wrecked by it in in many good ways and in some other ways too. But again, I'm hoping our friends this week for this roundtable are going to help us go through everything and remind us what's amazing, but also, I don't know, give us some spicy opinions. I'm I'm looking forward to some naughty little opinions. Are you, Matty boy? Get him, Dad! Get him! Yes, I am. I feel like we've spoken about Boba Fett so much, even in the even in the lost conversation we had with the legends over at uh, Into the Garbage Shoot podcast, Cat and Silver. We spoke to them for about two and a half hours, but uh, as they mentioned on their show, sadly, those files were corrupted, therefore the episode couldn't go out, but it lives forevermore inside our head, a la C-3PO and the Rise of Skywalker. But I'm always up for talking Boba Fett, and I'm always up for talking Star Wars, especially, mate with an assorted crew like this 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 bunch of scoundrels and pirates we have tonight mate who we got right okay so first off you all know her you all love her she's the queen of sweden it is matilda backland say hello matilda hello everyone there we go there we go. Yeah, so Matilda's been like part of the Sessions family for a long, long time, as as of our other, other guests. But Matilda is known for her writings. Matilda, I can't even lie, a few weeks ago, you put up a post about your husband taking the mick out of your little essays. I was sitting there laughing more than I should have. I can't <laughs> even lie. I thought it was fantastic. But how are you? How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really enjoying this season of Star Wars content coming out. It's it's a ball. It's, it's going to be a huge year as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't even think that's settled in. Like We've just finished a season and I'm already thinking like, oh, well, we get to rest a little bit, let it sink in. And it's like, hang on. It's only a few, someone was saying it's only a few weeks away. You said yesterday, mate, boy, you were like a few weeks away and we got a, we're going to get probably a trailer for Kenobi. Six to eight weeks, maybe. And then we're going to get Kenobi and then the hype uh, was going to build for that. And once that's done... The Bad Batch will probably be concurrent with it or so- somewhere around that time. Oh, Not long after that, we'll start getting the teasers now for Andor, and then it never ends. It never ends. It never I'm, ends. Okay, like, so... More! 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 more. <laughs> Mate boy, who else have we got on uh, on tonight's show? 
Oh, mate, we have got the... There's, we've, you may have heard of the Angel of the North. Well, he's with us tonight. Adrian Chorley, a.k.a. the Mancalorian, is joining us. Adrian, how you doing, mate? I'm very good, thanks. Very, thank you. very, very good, thanks, yeah. Not, <laughs> quite sure I'd, uh, not quite sure I'd go with an angel, but... Uh, oh, I would. The, Are the you an angel? of the North. Yes, but that's more like it. Yeah, the grizzled bounty hunter of the North, and he's got a fabulous um, selection in the background. But um, like Matilda, Adrian's been with the sessions for a long old time now. He's been following us and has been a great supporter. And anyone who contributes to our social posts will have probably read Adrian's uh, contributions on most weeks and sat there and thought, kind of wish I'd written that now. And me and Luke sometimes sit there and think, kind of wish I'd come up with that now. So, um Adrian's got no pressure to deliver some absolute fire tonight. <laughs> yeah, quite a build-up, quite a build-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you have a reputation, Adrian. You have a reputation well, indeed. I'm not saying that's necessarily good or bad, mate, but, you know, <laughs> you have a reputation nonetheless. No, it's a pleasure to have you here, mate. Oh, absolute pleasure. Pleasure and, to be here. And finally, calling in all the way from sunny Cardiff... Uh, he's usually in France, but he's longed off France for the time being, and he's back in Wales. Uh, it is our boy, the legend, Matthew Bell. Say hello, Matthew. Hello. How's everyone doing? Not too bad, Matthew. I, I, every time I look at your face, I just think of MCM Comic Con now. That's it. Man. Oh, that's some good memories. Solidified in history. I just thought... You know, that, that evening I was trying to convince you to just book a last-minute hotel and stay as long as possible <laughs> at the pub. <laughs> just have a few a few more beers. He was loving uh, it, wasn't he? Matthew was like, no, I've got to go load of vans because I'm moving to another country. I was like, no, you don't need yeah. to do that. Come on. <laughs> stay, stay a night. We had, it, we had no. him basically pinned down, no no weirdness, pinned down to his chair in the Fox, and he's like, I've got, but I've got a drive from London to Cardiff. Like, don't worry about that, mate. <laughs> feeding him more beer he, wasn't, he didn't mind though did he he didn't mind oh we love it the rounds yeah that's it that's it it's all good fun but uh how are you matthew you okay mate all good yeah i'm good i'm good i'm uh i'm enjoying as was alluded to before i'm enjoying living in this golden age of star wars i mean it's um we're just spoiled left right and center i mean there's yeah there's 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 constantly something coming out yeah definitely definitely and we've got tons to look forward to and right now we are in that stage of digesting the book of boba fett um right top level we, we're gonna start like this i think i think you have to start with like ge- your general consensus of the book of boba fett how are people feeling about it adrian what are you feeling about it mate why don't you start us off buddy speak freely it's such you know it's it's one of the most difficult questions you're starting with the hardest question because it i i enjoyed like how many weeks was it seven weeks this Mm. seven week period Mm. right of taking us from the new year to where we are now you know starting to get a little bit lighter it's been it's been a great thing to have throughout the winter um, as some of you may have seen on some of my posts, I've really shared this series with my kids. Um, my youngest has got, not my youngest, my youngest, she ain't going to get into it. She's far too young. No, my, my youngest boy, three years old, he's, this has been like his first foray into Star Wars. So I've nice. had a load of enjoyment from it, right? And I've really enjoyed it. And I look across it and I think, what an enjoyable series. But boy, is it messy! Like it's mm. 
it's so hard to it's so hard to explain i just think that looking at it as a whole it's it's basically it's like the definition of a seven out of ten right but (laughs) seven out of ten isn't bad it's the and this is this is where it all comes down to it it's good right it's not excellent it's not the best thing ever but it's also not at all bad Mm -hmm. and just finding that i've i've made total peace with it over the things that i struggled with but yeah it's it's uneven that's that i think that's the best word that i can come up come up with to describe it is uneven it doesn't have this real kind of cadence as a as a series in the way that the mandalorian did i think it was uh, it, it was like a step into the unknown yeah. and it was different to what and expectations are always the problem it was different I think to what everybody expected I think some people expected one thing other people expected another and what they delivered was totally different to that and that has left a lot of confusion at times but overall I enjoyed it Matthew were you about to jump in at some point well, yeah it was it was sort of saying about the it, it's it's messy well my sort of similar sort of comment that i'd scribbled down along the, along the same lines was that it's it's objectively you kind of look and you go well it's a, it's a bit of a mess really but the detail is beautiful it's sort of the reverse of an impressionist painting an impressionist painting you go up really close to it you look at the detail it's not great but you you go and you stand back and you look at the picture as a whole and you go ah. Oh, that is magnificent whereas this you do very much the opposite you go and you look at the detail in there and you go oh my god did you see and wow was it packed with detail there's so much to enjoy so i think as you're sitting there absorbing an episode it's it's a thrill ride it's fantastic it's incredible because you're experiencing all of this all of this detail in there you're seeing all of it but it's only then afterwards when you're thinking i i, I don't really understand what's going on <laughs> I, I don't it, it doesn't do you know what i mean you just go with that it sort of it was it was there's no sort of line up to it it lost momentum when mm. it became mando season 2.5 for a couple of episodes mm. the, like the initial sort of promise that you kind of had with this sort of this quite clever storytelling mechanism that they were using with the flashbacks you got create this sort of like allegorical sort of backdrop where you can explain where the change in motivation comes that so you know something happens to him and he learns to you know oh wow you know this is this is what happens if you develop you know uh respect from somebody else and so he wants to rule with respect and so you can see you know story by story parallel by parallel and you think oh this could be quite an interesting sort of story then it sort of but it races through all the all the, mm. all the flashback stuff to get mm. to episode four only to leave the main story for two episodes and for you to come back and you just sort of go what we uh, <laughs> all right I, and again those two episodes you go it goes and becomes something else it's incredible it's brilliant detail but you go i yeah it's only sitting back afterwards that you go I, i'm i don't know I, yeah I, i've loved i've loved every episode of it really it's like have. it's like you've gone to the pub and you've had too much of a heavy session and you're like hang on is that does that connect does that go there is that the right p- 
piece of the puzzle. I think we kind of feel the exact same way, don't we, Matty Boy? I, yeah, you know. we do. The way we looked at it was every episode, including the much maligned episode three, is at least good, if not excellent. But it's how do, how do they kind of fit in with each other? Like uh, Matty Boy said, there was a momentum building in the first four episodes, which then just was... Uh, totally negated by five and six before episode seven was chasing its tail a bit, but five and six were outstanding. So, like you say, there's so much in there. It's it's really hard to critique this because we've we went on a we went on a jaunt on our main show, basically saying that the structure wasn't good and it wasn't the, the structure was bad, it jarring as well, din jarring. But at the oh. same time, <laughs> it gave us some of the best Star Wars we've got. So, uh, Matilda, what what were your thoughts on on the mm. season as a whole? Enlighten us, Matilda. Give us hope. We know you are a ray of sunshine, so come on. This is where your fun begins. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really, I just agree with all of you because I loved the experience of watching this. And also, like you said, Adrian, with my kids, I have a five-year-old girl and a seven-year-old son, and we've had so much fun, and they've been so excited, and especially about Din and Grogu, I should add. Uh, episode five, my son was, he was glued to the TV because he is a uh, an, an mechanical engineer in the making. Um, but also, like you said, the details, like the dialogue was amazing. Uh, the visual effects were incredible. This continued tradition of using the volume, you know, yeah. the, it was a rewarding experience and so many moments that he, hit so hard emotionally but like you said um i don't know what the story for the series was was it was everywhere all mm-hmm. over the place what um, was the point of it yeah yeah exactly what was the what was, was the message you tried to come across with there were too many messages going on too many main characters too many things yeah. happening um distractions Definitely. It was very distracting watching it some episodes because you didn't know what to expect. But overall, I loved it. I really mm. genuinely loved it. Yeah. Do you, that's funny, now, isn't it? Because we all, we're all sorry, Luca, but we're all saying no, that. We, we all love it, but we're all acknowledging the fact that it has major flaws. And it is interesting to see here, though, that, you know, the kids are digging it. You know, the kids are loving it. And uh, that's an I haven't watched it in my nipper yet, but she, she might like, she'd like the Baby Yoda parts, I'm sure. Well, there's two things that I want to jump off here with is that I'm, I'm personally really happy that Matty Boy didn't, Matty Boy and I just didn't like wake up one morning and decide to be grumpy old men and we're like, no, we don't, we don't we think this is perfect and that. Cause usually we are pretty glass half full, not with everything though. And we've been over and about that since about December 2019. Don't know why, but, um, <laughs> it's really good to hear. It's really, really, really good to hear about the kids perspective. Like you just said Matty boy because yep. that's something that i don't necessarily have and it's interesting that the parents here are saying yeah but watching it with the kids now did the kids notice the 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 like kind of blip with chapters five and six were they bothered by that like what what were their thoughts on it like if for them do they just so take you- it as well who cares it's just a big story anyway so it's it's really interesting right week on week my eldest jack he's he's seven right and he was 
he was bought into the story. He was learning about Boba Fett. He was asking all of this stuff. Then episode, which one is it? Chapter five. Chapter five. Chapter six. I can't remember. Chapter yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. Chapter five and chapter six. But they, they happen, right? And he's excited. He's he's bouncing around. And then Henry, who's three, he's like, oh, it's Grogu. Oh, Grogu. And they're screaming. They're, they're, they're just, they're over the moon, right? And then this weekend... I was driving Jack to his drama lesson and on the, in the car, I had the soundtrack to book a Boba Fett and the, it was the, it was the music from when Luke's running around with Grogu on his back. And I said to Jack, I said, do you remember which bit this is? And he said, yeah, yeah. It's when Grogu was training. He went, nice. Daddy. He went, is it, is it a bit odd that just like in Boba Fett, they had Grogu and the Mando. Well, there you go. And I, I nearly crashed the car because I was like, oh, my God, he gets it. And, like, he didn't get it at the time, or he didn't vocalize it at the time. He didn't finish that episode and go, um, oh, that was weird. He didn't. He, but clearly it's marinated in his head as a seven-year-old, and he's still gone. That was weird. And the reason is... It, it's to do with how it's spread out. If if those stories had been spread out, if it had been introduced in chapter one, that you were going to have the Mando in it in the series as as a whole. If even if you had two minutes of Mando in chapter one, mm-hmm. and then it was just spread out a little bit, you know, like butter, just spread it over the course mm-hmm. of the whole series instead of just this like abrupt stop. Where it's like it—it it was literally, you know, Bob, you know, Bob Fett, no more of him. Like literally, no more of him for two weeks, and then we'll go back to him. And that's just—that is just weird. And kids pick up on it, but it, they didn't mm. stop them enjoying it. Do you do you think that part of the reason for that nature of encapsulated storytelling like that is maybe the it's the other edge of the sword, which is the having a different sort of director at the helm for each episode. And so you kind of need to condense the stories into little packets for them to make sense, because otherwise the, the, the thin spread of, of, of Mando and Grogu is handled by lots of different people. So you've got this one, one, one sort of little stream of narrow little stream of narrative going through the, the, the bigger story. And that, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe you could try and work it, but that seems like a really difficult thing to try and work out based on the, the, the sort of the schedule that they have. Mm. Go on, Matilda. I'm just going to add what my son said. <laughs> Just brutally, honestly, he said to me uh, while we were watching episode six. So he had already watched episode five, loved it. He was so into it. But by episode six, he said, Mom, this isn't a a Boba Fett. It's the Mandalorian. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) Yeah, you can't fool kids, can you? And I'm like, you're so right, my friend. Spot on. Yeah, out of the mouth of babes, right? Yeah, out of the mouth exactly. of babes. Exactly. You yeah, can't fool absolutely. a kid, dude. You can't fool kids. No. Well, we've we mentioned five and five or six are going to get probably mentioned quite a lot on this episode. Uh, but I wanted to find out from you guys as well before we dive into like the minutiae. It's a big word for me. 
what were your favorite episodes of what was your one favorite episode of the book of boba fett was it five or six was it one was it episode three it could well be um lukey but i don't actually know what your favorite episode was i've, I've seen the rankings but i can't remember um right my favorite one was chapter six mm-hmm. out of the episodes we've had out of the star yeah, yeah. wars episodes that we've had <laughs> over the last few months but my fov- my favorite boba episode is probably a, a toss-up between chapter two and four mm-hmm. i think ah uh, but chapter two that's when we got the twins and you know i love the twins you love man. the twins mate i yeah. I, I, I just love the hut loves the hut i think i think though i did particularly enjoy chapter four I really enjoyed mm. that. And I know that one's not getting loads of clout online. I know some people even really dislike that one, but that's one of the episodes that I've watched quite a few times. Fennec, then again, mate, I, one of my favorite episodes of Mandalorian is um, chapter four as well, is the one where he goes to um, the- Sorgan. Uh, Sorgan, That's yeah. it, with uh, Willow Winter, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, Amera, man, yeah. I can just watch that episode over and over again. I remember I just, when we when we watched it the first time, I remember thinking, this is, this is a right- but you came on to the on the episode, the main episode of the time, and we're like, man, that was incredible. And you haven't you haven't changed either, which is yeah, I I love news. that, I adore I that. But yeah, number two I, was, I love was my favourite as well. There we my go, Howard, Howard, bringing Howard, the filth. Bryce, yeah, Bryce gets it. Bryce, Bryce gets it. Bryce Dallas Howard, come on, give her more this, Star Wars. Give her more stars. This lady understands Star Wars. She understands directing. She is. I don't know what it is. And it must be like the actors feel comfortable with her or something because oh, yeah. she just, I think she just gets the most out of the script. Yeah, a director, right? a director. I mean, they're not going to just, some, some do, but a good director doesn't just stand and nod and point and nod and say, right, film, uh, speak the lines as they were on the page. Get on with it. Yeah. The director will coax that out of you. They'll sometimes take different, differing methods of what to get, of how to get that performance. But a good director can make you feel at ease on set, but also get that performance, whether it's emotional, funny, or whatever. And she has a visual flair as well. I mentioned that on the show. Yeah. Certain other episodes. She does. There was a bit of a static feel to them. Now, the OT had a very static feel, especially Chapter 4, and we loved it, but that was more of a byproduct of its time. This, Bryce's one, and in her episode, there's this bonkers good one shot of when Mando goes into the club to give the the um the dog's head i forgot the i forgot the guy's name now but the uh platoonian guy's head but it's a brilliant one shot the whole way from him leaving uh getting there to leaving and that's and that's really uh really a technical achievement to be able to do that so that i didn't mention it on i recap and i wish i had done but um i'm going to chuck chapter two in as my favorite because i liked one okay. chapter two was just this again spiritual physical mental trip but you got the train ride you had peyote in a desert a lizard up the nose everything oh. uh, so much in that episode was some of the best weirdest star wars i've seen and that's when i thought this this season this series could be something special this really if they carried us on it could be something special matthew bell you you were talking about the directors and the, and the packets of story and whatnot and i think that's that's interesting. I think it's plausible, but I think that what it does show is that, and what Mandalorian shows is that you can have a continuous story that works, that is cohesive, but has multiple directors. I do think as well that only just highlights how Robert Rodriguez is out of his depth here. That's what I think. That is, that is straight up what I think. I don't think he's up to par. When you compare him, who's been in the industry longer, much longer than someone like Bryce Dallas Howard, I think 
it says a lot. It says are a lot. Say, are you saying what not up to par in the Star Wars galaxy? Say again. To just to do, so you're saying not up to par within Star Wars. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think, yeah, okay. I don't think it's good enough for the brand. Just I don't for think the listeners, it's good enough yeah. for Star Wars. It's a. Uh, it, it, it's a probably one assumes a much more technical sort of director than he's normally used to. I mean, in terms of in in terms of his back catalogue, even looking at his Mandalorian episode, that wasn't filmed in the volume. That was no. filmed on location with yep. practical effects, and you can tell with explosions, and you can. It it was him in his element. I think I think actually some episodes so the, the, the episodes he directed, there were elements I kinda of quite liked about them actually. There was some visual elements in terms of the um the the, the sort of the filter used for their flashback elements, particularly yeah. the desert bits, which were really great, really, really grainy. And mm. I thought I thought there was some quite nice, subtle stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I agree with you. I think that I think that I mean I think that having different directors I think is has been really, really great as Mandalorian's shown. But I think with something like this, where you've got one massive season long thread that goes through it. That's not how they're choosing to make it. They're choosing to make it in discrete packets. Because I think you, you, you look at that, you you look at that Bryce Dallas Howard episode of, of Mandalorian that just happened to be wedged into this series, and it's incredible. But does that does that storyline work if you break that out and spread it through? Mm. Because that storyline then isn't directed by her. It's directed by lots of different people, and all of these. Stories, all of the Mando stories, all of the Boba ones, all of the way that they've, the ones that have worked, have been the ones that have been very different and very discreet packets of story. So, Matthew, what's your favourite episode? Two, I think. Yeah. Wow. When Star when Star Wars goes weird, I'm yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you're you're here for episode two and episode two. Matilda, are you going to buck the trend, or is it going to be one of those two again? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to go for two episodes. Uh, I'm going to go Ooh. for one Boba episode, which is two, <laughs> because yep. it, of the things that have already been mentioned. But also, I just can't forget about Like a Bantha. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. It was just so, so good. good. <laughs> and, so uh, but I good. also have to add uh, episode five. It, because it was mm. perfection. Yeah. It wasn't a Book of Boba Fett episode, obviously, but it was no. perfection for sure. I and agree. That's the return of the Mandalorian. Well, we had Fennec Shand come in in the last 46 seconds to kind of, to so, <laughs> to so Din Djarin can say Boba Fett. Oh, it's, <laughs> it is tied in somehow, but yeah, five was great. Somehow. So I don't, yes, somehow Fennec Shand returned. I, I, <laughs> during episode five, I was generally thinking, oh, yeah, about in about five minutes time we'll go back to the main story and then it kept going and it kept going and i thought we've only got five minutes left we're, we're not going to see any boba in this so um adrian mate what are you, what are you saying favorite episode i'm gonna go with my heart right i'm gonna say something quite weird my favorite episode of the book of boba fett was chapter seven Oh, what a lad. This is it. This is where it's getting spicy, guys. Right. Come on, Adrian. Why? Why? Why is it your favorite? Spill the beans. Right. I have to put a... I'm I'm looking at the Book of Boba Fett as being 
a five chapter series, right? Chapters yep. one, two, th- one, two, three, four, seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Chapter seven is a perfect crescendo. It is a feel good return of the Jedi rise of Skywalker doesn't necessarily all make sense. Stuff just happens. People turn up. The good guys win. Uh, inexplicably have a party at the end, even though they're probably all really tired and injured and dead. Sounds knackered. Yeah. I don't know. People are carrying rocks around like that's going to fix Bodies. the buildings. It, it, but it's, it, it's one where in that chapter, it was, I just surrendered my sort of, I don't know, my critical kind of faculties of it and just went, yes, this is brilliant. This is Boba Fett riding a rancor and he's battering the hell out of a, some like <laughs> massive Ed 209 battle droid. Makes sense of this. We've got, it's when, we've got it's when it's when you sat out loud boba fett riding a rancor <laughs> yeah. and i don't know if it's as well it's it's the little bit of the northern accent as well <laughs> on top of that it just makes it sound even better got some great accents you know, tonight it, it's just perfect <laughs> it's but it doesn't get much better than that but well, yeah go on, say like a banter so <laughs> yeah. we're winning it, the, the thing about thing about chapter seven right and I can, I if if you want me to, I can start to rip it to pieces, right? And I've seen this happen, and I've I've got into uh, a few arguments online actually, where people have got totally the wrong end of the stick about what I'm saying about it. But um, it, it, it's it's a mess, right? It, from a from a sort of narrative story kind of logic perspective, it's a bit of a mess, but. So that's why I liken it to uh, Return of the Jedi and to Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker because it shares similar flaws with those those chapters with those Great. episodes. Sorry. So it what it does is it it lives up to the promise of the four Boba Fett episodes that came before. Everything that was set up in those episodes, and to be fair, what was set up in chapter five and six although that could have been done better in my opinion, that that has fed through and literally every single little bit bar one, which I'll come to was paid off. So and it was that, do you remember when rebels was on and people got the knickers in a twist when there was an episode about singing space whales or whatever? Yeah. People were like, "This is filler. This is filler. This is a waste of time." And the then, Ed, like, like Filoni would bring it back. I mean, he'd bring it back like two seasons later or something. He'd go, you know, in the grand finale, there was a space whale, and it's like, ah, oh, this see, see, he was he Didn't, knew what he was doing. There we and go, this, my guy. This is similar, but just not quite as well put together. And also, when it is live action. I think the, there are different expectations on how the storytelling is going to go. Um, but for me, chapter seven just left me satisfied. It left me satisfied. It left me feeling good. It left me Not feeling fun. like it, it was worthwhile. And as I say, I can tear it to shreds if we want <laughs> to, because logically 
it's it is a mess but yeah. it's just fun and that's but that's why i go back to the thing about the kids yeah right it, it was it was full of things that i spotted that the kids don't care about in the same way as my kids don't care about the logic problems in rise of skywalker the kids don't care about or sorry i didn't care about logic problems in return of the jedi when i was a kid there are all of those so things true. that, that it, and I, the, the arguments i've had have been me sort of saying look sometimes you have to look at it through a, you know a bit of a, a kid's eyes to kind of understand it remember that we are not the target audience as much as we are the you know the fans we're not the target audience it is aimed at generally speaking children right that's that is what george lucas aimed star wars at that is what his message to filoni was and what filoni's message then to favreau and the other creators is so they keep it grounded as being something that entertains youngsters we happen to all love it as adults right because we're a bit funny okay <laughs> yeah um, you lot yeah 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 but we're you're kind of like the exception when you're the adult that that enjoys this stuff and that's yeah. why you you cannot sit there and critically analyze it as well how did that person get there how did that person get there why did he say that why didn't he say that if you do all of that the original trilogy falls apart as well so yeah that's it I, and, I had I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying it's true. <laughs> like that. That's kind of the, that's what this this thing that we all love is not a, a, a sort of I don't know a Tolkien esque like thousands of pages long book that's got all of this logic to it. It's fun. It's swashbuckling, and that's why Chapter Seven works for me because of the action in it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, mate. And it's great to get these different perspectives and to hear why, you know, I wasn't a big fan of chapter seven, but there's still loads of things that I love about it. Um, I gave it a score at the time. I think it was like a six out of 10. That's still above average. As our boy Jamie Stangroom says, he goes a five is average. If it's above five, mm. that's that's good, right? And I think that's lost with a lot of people. Some people think, oh, if it's if I didn't enjoy it, oh, it's a one. If I liked it, oh, it's got to be a nine. I remember saying, so when I gave it a seven out of ten, they're like, oh, so you didn't like it. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I said. A seven out of ten is a good score. But that, yeah, I think, I is very much... with an asterisk. Yeah, exactly, mm. man. I think there's a lot of context that people just choose to ignore nowadays. And it's also important to listen to other opinions. And to, if you want, right, if you're taking it that seriously, if you, if you have enough energy to watch something, go tweet about it, then why not listen to a few other opinions about it? Why not like give that a go? I think that's a healthy thing to do. Um, and that's great to hear. It's really great to hear. While, while you brought it up, Adrian, you brought up the legendary chapter seven, you know, Boba riding a, a, a rancor. Um, Matilda, were you, a, were you a big fan of the finale? Were you a big fan of the rancor? Were you a big fan of the Roydickers? What What's your <laughs> thoughts? What do you reckon? Good or bad? Somewhere in between? I really enjoyed it. I actually recorded myself watching it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely had a lot of moments when I really cheered. Uh, I was just shouting out loud, laughed. And especially the arrival of the Rancor and Boba made me go like, 
Um, I, it was like you said, Adrian, I just approach Star Wars in general with a childlike heart. Mm. I just try to enjoy it. I try to be positive. I try to be open hearted, but then if you go into it and kind of pull things apart and analyze it, you're like, oh, you could, they could have done this better. And, but then, you know, our children have already, uh, understood that episodes five and six didn't belong here. So, Anyway, I just love it. It was a great ride, literally. Um, and yeah. um, I loved, I think I love especially the moments with Fennec and when she got a chance to shine. I wish I could have seen more of her, mm. definitely. But she I was agree. great. She was really great. I know you feel the same, didn't you, Matt, about old Fennec Shand? Oh, man, I love Fennec Shand. I love Ming-Na Wen. I think she's a great actress and has been amazing. For- Many, many a decade, and she's a queen, isn't she? She she elevated the, her role in this series, which I think yeah. was she had a restrained role. She didn't have. I don't. I thought. I I assumed because of the marketing wrongly that uh, Fennec would have a fairly prominent role in this series, uh, as I assumed Popehood as well. But and of course, Fennec is in every episode, but most of her contributions is giving Boba advice, to which he says. No, and then just does his own <laughs> thing basically, um, and uh, and you know, and she has that cool moment in episode one or two, maybe episode one, where she chases the dudes down on the on the roofs, and that was fantastic. Well, like this is yeah. cool. She just kicks that guy off, murders him in cold blood. Um, that was fun, amazing. But, but then throughout, I just felt like she had less and less to do, and the, the mm. moments where she had the most to do was explaining her like iron gut. So that was in a flashback and. In seven, yeah, they said, you know, you've got to go and find the, the you know, the, the Pike's uh, HQ. You've got to go and take them out. So they did explain why she was gone, but I did find it a bit unsatisfying that she was gone. It was cool. The moment at the end was cool. And we said, again, we said this on, on the Lost Conversations with the Garbage Gals, that um, the at, at the end, she's um, when she's hanging people and stabbing people in the back and having green glue all over the knife, People say that this, this has been Disney-fied and it's not for kids. Mando cut someone in half. Oh, that's yeah, <laughs> put someone off the roof. Brutal. Dude gets hung at the end, hanged, sorry. Uh, there's there's a lot in this for, for the grown-ups as well to enjoy. And Fennec is behind a lot of that. She's a master assassin. But I'd have liked to have seen more of her character because I think she's been set up really well in Mando, the Bad Batch. And I was hoping for a bit more in Boba. I wasn't overly disappointed, but I would have liked a bit a bit more but what about you uh big boy Bo? what are you thinking about the characterizations well how, how do you think boba came out of this as well in his own season how do you think he came out of this i think i think he did well when he managed to wrestle a bit of time on screen i mean <laughs> i think i think there were some great bits with him which didn't have dialogue which 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 i mean so episode one for instance the um being pulled along behind the banther, you know, and you kind of go, all right, do you really need to see whatever 90 seconds of him being pulled <laughs> along? But actually, I think that is really good from a characterization perspective because it does, it builds, it, there was a lot of sort of, um, a lot of Western vibes throughout this. Oh yeah. And, and if, if you're such a fan, and I, I love the, the, the Sergio Leone Westerns as, you know, sort of growing up when I, I, sort of 
had discovered how much I loved sort of films and yeah. realized that these old sort of classic films, you go, no, 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 no these are incredibly well-made films. This the, guy The gets most it. exquisite scores going. And you watch those films, you watch something like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and you just go, what have they got? They got space and atmosphere, and they well, tell a story. The, the shootout, with, the, the proper shootout at the end of that film is just the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's no dialogue. It's the music, it's the tension, and it's the facial acting, and that mm. is what makes sometimes that's all you need. I was I was really impressed. I thought I thought I thought Tem did did really well, and I know that there are a lot of people that were very skeptical to start with. That you know, um, here's a guy who. On the surface of it, maybe doesn't have the greatest acting pedigree. Um, I think actually, when you look at, um, how was it, uh, Once We Were Warriors? Oh, man. Oh. Mention that on the show. And My- you, you think he's, you know, people were questioning whether he could front something like this. And I think, yeah, he, he, he was more than, more than capable of doing that. Um, I think, I think I, I bought. For me, I know, I know John Burke didn't agree with this, but um, I really bought um, th- this change of character in him. The fact that when you looked at this backstory and you go, why does he want to go from being this ruthless bounty hunter to being this? And you kind of go, well, let's see what he's been through, and then you piece that together and you go, space of about five years. That would be a pretty brutal and scarring five years. And I think any of us would be emotionally changed by something like that. And I think the fact that he yep. comes out of it being quite a benevolent chap in many ways. Yeah. For someone that still, you know, disintegrates an assassin and <laughs> whatever. Has crazy um, eyes. But yeah. And of course, he managed to bring the, 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 the classic Star Wars comedy, you know, like a Bentha. I just think it's one of those moments where I think around the world so much coffee was spat out at that moment <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful veneers yeah. as well the, the oh. salak acid did a job on them look perfect uh, also adrian you we're going to need an impression from you by the way before the end of the before the end of the episode but um what did you think mate about how boba came out of his c- series impressions obviously going in mine were not high of boba um, in, elevated by his appearance in Amando, but how do you think the character has evolved from chapters one to seven? Has he kind of stood still? Has he evolved? Is he in a better place now for storytelling? Th- this is this is where it comes down to expectations again. I think is people went into this thinking that they knew who Boba Fett was, mm-hmm. and we've seen this before in Star Wars, haven't we? of people having a preconceived notion of a character and not necessarily being open to the idea of that character developing and going in a direction that might be different to the direction that they themselves would choose in their, you know, little fantasy games of where they take Boba Fett. You know, some people clearly wanted to have seven chapters of Boba Fett walking around, you know, beating fools and I don't know, being, being bad. And, but what, what's the point? What's the point of crawling out of the Sarlacc pit and just being the same guy as you were, but older 
and it, it just wouldn't have been as interesting. So I wasn't expecting it to be this way. I, you know, and this, this is maybe part of the, you know, it had a strange marketing buildup. It was, it was positioned with the, the, the sort of the pictures and the footage that was released beforehand. It looked like it was going to be a sort of Godfather or Goodfellas in space. You know, you had this whole mm-hmm. thing of, oh, yeah, there's the families sat around the table. That fa- that the families of uh, Moss Esper must have taken up about 30 seconds of, like, the, the uh, of the whole seven chapters. You know, there was no – so so the whole sort of it's a gangster story, that just that, – that, it, it never was going to be that. They hadn't written it to be that. But we all, I think, to a certain degree, expected that. And so you had to then adjust and you had to realize, and I think the first two episodes did a really good job of getting you into the frame of, oh, actually, hold on, this is going to be about Boba Fett. This is going to humanize him. Some people don't like that. Mm. They don't want their characters to be explored. They just... and. To a degree, I get it because I just said Chapter 7 was my favourite. And why is it the favourite? Probably because it's got Boba Fett on a rancor using his jetpack, shooting blaster bolts out of his knees. (laughs) And, you know, while the Mando uses his, like, whistling birds or whatever, it's like – so – but that's my point. You get that in Chapter 7, right? And it was a crescendo. It was a build-up to it, and it was the payoff of having – that development um the idea of the character having changed doesn't bother me because it's like great i can actually like boba fett now you know what for like near enough 40 years i thought he was an idiot and now (laughs) i don't exactly yeah yeah now you've you've mentioned adrian the the kind of like the promotions for the series, right? So the build up to the book of Boba Fett, we got a lot of interviews, a lot of opinions. Um, we were told, oh yeah, it's kind of like a mafia style gangster show. Uh, Robert Rodriguez said, oh, there's a, a major surprise every single episode. He said, all of the adverts, you see everything in the first episode. It's great at marketing, great at building hype. Yeah. Was was the promotion for this series bad or was it good? What do you reckon, Matilda? I see your, I see, I see your brain ticking away there. You got opinions. What, what do you think? Or is that something you've not really thought tons about? What do you reckon? I think they should have changed the name of the series. There we go. Something along the line of, you know, like, I have no idea, but, you know, connected to The Mandalorian, because obviously yes. it is connected to The Mandalorian. And if we had expected it beforehand, I think it would have been easier to accept the story as a whole. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, ugh, I'm not very hyped about mar- the mar- marketing in hindsight. Um, also, like you said, we I expected to see very much more of Fennec, for example, and more of Boba, obviously. And we didn't get that. So I'm a little bit disappointed. Um yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it wasn't 
and marketing and promotion is it's not just meant to get you hyped it's meant to let the audience and the consumer understand what they're buying into yeah and it needs to do that well otherwise you're misselling something right if it were a tech product and they're saying oh yeah you this this uh, is waterproof and you go for a swim and you're like, oh, it, it didn't work. And like, oh, Oops. yeah, but it's only wa- it's only waterproof for like a couple inches of water. Well, it's not waterproof, is it? You know, you need to you need to expand on what waterproof means. Yeah. Um, Mr. Bell, what do you think? Are we being unfair, or do you think the um, marketing? Well, one thing I think that was wonderful about the marketing was all of the character posters which were produced yeah. after the event. So yes, it was marketed but in exactly the wrong way, in the sense that it produced marketing, which the people that loved it really appreciated after it had happened, which is the opposite of what marketing is supposed to do. (laughs) Yes, correct. I mean, as well as the setting the tone, is the idea of getting people that maybe wouldn't be interested um, or maybe on the fence to go and watch it. I'm not sure how much it did that. And I know that slightly more casual Star Wars fans than, than myself um, have kind of gone, I don't really know what it is. And you right. go, well, I'm not entirely sure I do, having watched it. So, I mean, don't, don't worry. Don't let that put you off. It's great fun. But, yeah, I, the marketing, I think when you look at, and I saw uh, something on social media earlier on, which was a collection of all of those lovely portraits you know with book of boba fett of all the, and you look at it and you go hi oh, yeah yeah of course i love this this was amazing so yeah. I, I don't know i mean yes i really enjoy the marketing but i'm not entirely sure that i should be the target audience for the marketing if you if you, if you get what i'm correct yeah, yeah. Correct, because we're gonna we're gonna watch it week in week out, and we're gonna make the connections that need to be made, right? And we're even making the assumptions. We're building bridges already. Someone already said, um, and it's something that I'm a big advocate for. Is that the purpose of this story? I think you were saying, Adrian, is that Boba and his journey could be vital for the bigger picture of the Mandalorian story. But for the everyday viewer, for the casual viewer, for the people that watch The Mandalorian, because let's face it, thousands and thousands and thousands of people watch The Mandalorian who aren't massive Star Wars fans. They just love The Mandalorian. They enjoy it because it's good TV. And guess what? It's phenomenal TV. That's why it's such a big deal. That's why it's so relevant. That's why kids and adults all love it. But is there a chance that maybe even just a simple name change, Mandalorian, colon, the book of Boba Fett would have helped? Yeah, I don't know. You know, the the weird bit to me is this whole it's the name of this series right why why did they come into it and call it the book of boba fett Mm -hmm. right and the more i think about it you look back right and the the mandalorian started um when was that three years ago three years ago Uh, so mandalorian started first time it comes on chapter one right Okay, it's chapters instead of episodes because the episodes of the movies, they're using chapter. So they were using that language. And then it's like maybe in their heads they were thinking, well, we're using chapters because it's kind of like a book. But they like 
nobody has come out and said that. You know, you've not had Favreau or Filoni come out and actually explain why this was called the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't, you don't need everything to be explained, but sometimes a decision like that needs to just be given a bit of context. And I think, and I'm guessing here, right, and maybe, maybe there will be other book of stories in the future Mm. there could be there could be right they could do the book of whoever um but if that's their plan it even if they ditch that plan now but if that was their plan it would have been better if they just said right it's called the book of boba fett because it's kind of it's part of the mandalorian but it's may you know it's it's adjacent to it Mm. just Mm. those words Mm -hmm. you know back when this was announced would have uh, probably smoothed the way a little bit. And I think I think you do actually have to go back to how this series came about and the sort of the goings-on at the time. So if you remember, they, they had that Disney Plus day, or not Disney Plus day, the Investor, day. Disney Investor Day. They announced all these shows – I think they mentioned in that because Mando season two was on at the time. And I think they mentioned in that Mandalorian season three, along with Ahsoka and Rangers all of that stuff. And then it was only at the end of that final, uh, what was it? Final chapter of Mandalorian season two that they, that they revealed the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And it was weird that they held back a series actually you know the next live action series they didn't talk about at the time you know all the other things that they released that they talked about at that investor day still haven't come out yeah you know obi-wan and or they're still yet to be seen and yet we've had the book of boba fett but they didn't tell the investors about it and i go back to this thing and there was a lot of confusion at that time of oh book of boba fett so what is that like another series and people some people were going no it's the mandalorian season three i remember that and part of me thinks that they were umming and ahhing over is this the mandalorian season three or is it its own thing and they kind of then came down on right well let's call it the book of boba fett because may and and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, elements to this because you've got Pedro Pascal all of a sudden off to do the last of us in Canada for God knows how long. So that clearly had some kind of impact along with the pandemic on filming the Mandalorian when they wanted to. And what you've got with Booker Boba Fett is you've got as much Mandalorian as they could probably do post season two without having Pedro Pascal on set because he probably did Maybe. all of his work in his hotel room in Canada in between filming The Last of Us because oh, yeah. it was just voice work. Yeah. And we know that in the current in modern world that is that's one of the incredible things. They can do this voice work wherever they are and recording and everything like that. It's it's fantastic. So it allowed them to get this to move this story on a bit without him being there. And that's why I think it's this weird halfway house of, is it the Mandalorian? Is it Boba Fett? No, it's the book of Boba Fett. 
And it should, yeah. as you said, it should have just been called The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I've I've said all along, I've I always thought the name was a bit cack. I've always thought the book of Boba Fett it's just a I just it's just I just don't like it. And hearing what you guys have been saying, you know, why is it called that? What was the decision? I just think the decision was because it sounds cool. You've got the you've got the almost alliteration, the book of Boba. That's that that rolls mm-hmm. off the tongue. And I the, the, the naming convention, the book of that to me, as soon as I'm coming into this, I'm not expecting to see Din, Ahsoka, Luke. Okay, maybe Din, because Kathy Kennedy said this was set in the Mandalorian era, in the timeline. She didn't say it was the next chapter of the, the Mando. but um, So Din, I get, because they're bros now. I didn't expect to see Luke. I didn't expect to see Ahsoka. Certainly not Grogu, because it was the book of Boba Fett, not the book of Boba and Assorted Friends. I think that that is a very definite title, <laughs> the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. You can't, but nobody can be, nobody should be mocked, pilloried, or even thought to be even a little bit dim for thinking, oh no, this is going to be a Boba Fett series. The marketing said that, the name said that. Now we got those characters in it, and they were and they were great because of it. Some of them though made sense. Cobb Vanth made sense to me because they are on Tatooine, and like I said to Luke on the main show, they're just down the M25, you know. Get get on your speeder. Twenty minutes later, you're in Freetown. Din Djarin, they, they you know that they they set that up in the Mandalorian. The fact it's going to show up. Cobb, uh, sorry, Cad Bane. Rah, yes, that makes sense because it's Bo- it's Boba's old mentor, and he's a bounty hunter. What do you guys think then about the inclusion of well, all of those characters? I mean, I think a few of them are required characterizations a lot of people thought we we're going to get bosk dengar ig11 forlum zuckus uh command constable zuvio we did mace windu mace oh, don't, no, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't bring windu back mate no um, no they got we got chrysanthemum at one very, point i was frightened at one I, point at one point i was frightened i was like no they if they, do it, if they right. bring him back, there's a shark which has been not just jumped, it's been rocketed over. That is ridiculous. But we've yeah. got Cassantin who's now been brought back in the form of a very rakey Black <laughs> Series figure. But So Cassantin, oh. Cad Bane, Copper Vamp, really like the inclusion of those. Really like the inclusion of Ahsoka, Luke and Grogu. Mm. But I would have been happy to have just not have seen them at all and have five and six be about Boba Fett. I'm, I'm trying to put on... I know we've said all, all, all episode, let's take the critic hat off. I struggle. I can't. I, mm. I, I I loved five and six, but if I'm looking at the book of Boba Fett, we've got along those episodes off. Have five and six about the war on Mos Espa. Give me more about the Pikes. Why should I care or be scared about the Pikes? Let's bring Cad Bane a bit. Luke said on the main show, villain problem. Does the show have a villain problem? Yeah, it does. You have Cad Bane in a bit earlier. At least you've got that menacing presence. Flesh out Boba. What about what about the rest of the gang he's dealing with? You know the mods. It'd be nice to see a bit more about the mods. Uh, Fennec Shand. Let's find it. You know there was so much they could have done in those episodes, but they dedicated them to a backdoor pilot for Mando. Again, disclaimer. Loved those episodes. Really got me hyped for the Mandalorian, but it, it left that little bit of taste in, in my mouth. Thinking what what they could have done with this season had they committed to a Boba Fett. Had they had the confidence in their lead character, so. The inclusion of the characters in all of them, you know, what what do we think, Matt Bill? What are we thinking about? Are they justified in bringing all of them, some of them, none of them? Well, I, I mean, I think I think the the uh, Black Cassant and Cobb Vanth, Cad Bane, yeah, totally makes sense. The 
Soka and Luke ones, you kind of you're only kind of getting to them as you as you were mentioning because you're really dealing with a story that you just go, I I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure anyone's benefiting from this, either the Mandalorian and us. Or, or the Book of Boba Fett or, or us. The fans, um, yeah. But I think if you, I, I, I think if you take that out, I was in, I, in my list of those inclusions. I'd put on there the Naboo Starfighter and the uh, uh, Mailer on Fruit as well, and countless yes. other ones that are throughout it. Yes, um, and it it is just it is just the Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, <laughs> it is just that all the way through the pointing yeah. theme. You just go, yeah, no, I got, I get the reference, I got, and yeah, I understood that and reference. I, I, I love that. I love that. I'm a simple creature, um, but I think it it worked really really well, and I think in a western. If you can have, if you can go, oh, I'm making this thing. It's like a western, you know. And it's it's in space. Oh, okay, but there's some things you can have. No, but I can have a character that's based on Lee Van Cleef. Um, in in Cad Bane, and you just go, oh, yeah. I guess that kind of works then. <laughs> so, I I mean, I think he entirely fits it. Black Cassantin, I think he's brilliant, and we know Cobb Vance in that neck of the woods, and you just go. It's a limping western. The guy looks amazing in there. Yeah. Um, this looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you know what? I As I was writing down things before this, there's an awful lot of sort of negative sniping on my part. But do you know what? Just that I was like, this is miserable. I can't look at it like this. And I'm feeling decidedly more rosy. Uh, <laughs> having I know what you mean. There is just so much to enjoy in there. I know. And, oh, just I, yeah. I have, I have a crazy, crazy theory and idea Here that I go. don't think it's that crazy. I really don't. But before, before we get to that, Matilda, quickly the characters thing, the characters conversation. Are you happy with that? Are you happy with the inclusions? And then we'll get back to my crazy theory because both. Matt, Adrian, and my boy, Matthew Bell, have raised something that it's all come together in my head. So I'm going to shelve that. Matilda, over to you quickly. There I can go. disagree go with what everyone else has said. Basically, um, Cobb Banff, amazing, makes sense. Cad Bane, I loved Cad Bane. Like the standoff between him and Boba was absolutely amazing it was probably my favorite or one of my favorite moments in episode seven it was just so great the tension mm. the dialogue mm. i loved mm. it mm. um otherwise ugh, i just felt like like i said to you matt it was like hello do you remember Ahsoka? <laughs> she is <laughs> she's gonna get her own show remember to watch it eventually <laughs> Uh, Bye. Will, will I see Bye. you again random. On, next year on my own show? Maybe yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there was a lot of that. She but, just didn't but, belong I, there. I liked, I liked seeing Rosario as a soaker, and I loved seeing and yes. Just piggybacking off what uh, Matty Bell said, I don't want to see seem like a negative Nelly too much because I <laughs> what they did with Luke Skywalker. Pesha Moke, all the, all the bunts in the world, because he looked great. Crazy, you Crazy. know, seeing Ahsoka grow because those moments were great. I still think the reunion yep. was. It was unnecessary and rushed. I really enjoyed seeing them. I'm just—I I tried to come at this so from a book of Boba Fett angle, 
even though I know I'm, mm. I've got to try and train myself to come from this as a, a Mando versus Star Wars streaming series angle rather than a um, rather than a Book of Boba Fett only angle. But um, but yeah, there was a few backdoor cameos. But a Cad Bane, I thought he was great. But who was who was your favorite when when they showed up? Who was your favorite Matilda? Who was the one that made you scream? That is a really good question. Actually, I think the one who I reacted most the most to was Cad Bane. Yeah. Um, he made my jaw drop. I was, oh, so cool. Something new. Because I'd already seen Ahsoka. She had blown me away in The Mandalorian. And I'd seen Luke, and that was pretty cool. And he looked amazing and all that. But Cad Bane was just like, oh, whoa. Yeah, so Cad Bane. That voice. Great choice. Great choice. Okay. All right, guys. Picture this. Disney... The empire that we all love and adore being Disney. They got to get that moolah at the end of the day. They got to get that bunce, that bunts and burners, nice little learners. That's They're the point green. at the every, every single quarter. They need to do that call. They need to get investors in. And let me tell you something that investors day was, was really special. It was unparalleled because we were at the, we were really during a pandemic and during one of the, hardest parts of that pandemic and disney were 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 not in the best position as uh, a lot of studios at that time understandably and a lot of studios were going look the future right and right now our priority is streaming it has mm-hmm. to be streaming because right now that's our lifeline that's how finance works unfortunately a lot of the time it is not long term it is short term this is something that i've said a few times Disney said, we're going to have 10 Marvel shows. We're going to have 10 Star Wars shows. And I, I, I've said since that day, why 10? <laughs> why 10? What, you Ambitious. just plus a number? Because yeah. pl- it sounds good. It sounds good. Why not nine? Why not seven? Are we having seven? No, ten. Ten is a round number. People associate ten with strength. They they, they associate it with reliability. It ten out sounds- of ten. It's exactly, it sounds full, right? So there's some subconscious play at hand here. What if, hear me out, Favreau, Filoni, the lads at Lucasfilm, lads and ladesses at Lucasfilm creating this magic when we need these shows and they're thinking, flaming heck, like what? Right, Lando, we'll give him a show. They want a solo too. We can't quite get away with that, but we'll do a Lando. Okay, done, tick. Doesn't count. Um, what else can we do? Anime show. All right, let's subcontract out a load of episodes to just like seven different anime studios. Get like, get some anime, do it an anime series. Oh, we'll call it Visions. Done. Another show. Droids. Okay, that'll be a bit of a laugh. Probably animated. Done. That's another show. We're starting to run out of ideas here. The Mandalorian, we know that works. We know people love it. We have ideas for season three. This is before Mandalorian's even completed, bear in mind, right? We have ideas for season three. Why don't we? Why don't we take that, make it into a branch, and have that the book of Boba Fett, a Boba Fett show? Mandalorian, Boba Fett. And you could imagine right now, if I was a Disney exec, you could be like, yeah, you can do that, but you can't call it Mandalorian. It needs to be called Boba Fett. So we can meet a quota. We can fill a quota and now let's think of it let's imagine boba fett 
is part of Mandalorian. And this really is season three, because in a lot of ways it is. Again, there'd be different ways I would have done it. But in my head, I always thought, you know, the Grogu-Mando reunion would probably happen toward the end of season three or beginning of season four of Mandalorian. Yeah. And if you look at it like that, well, it kind of did happen. Again, I'm not saying the uh, <clears throat> the the execution of it was perfect, you know. But but oh, what's that? Oh, what you got there? We got Adrian, you naughty boy. Got a uh, San Miguel. Oh, you just got a mug full of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah, on, Matilda's I'll crack hitting it out on the execution. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but what? I don't know. It's, it's, oh, yeah, you've said it again. You said it again, mate. Come on. <laughs> but listen, it's just a thought. But from the little I know of how studios work, and especially how Disney works, I could seriously, seriously see that being a possibility. Corporate seriously. decision. They well, needed that. They needed that Lucasfilm logo in the middle, and these are all the projects we've got going on. Not having Book of Boba Fett on there would be one less project mm-hmm. filling up that blank space. Do you know what I mean? Like They needed as much graphics on there for hype as possible. I, I think as well as the graphics, if you, if you look at the greater depth for that investor day as well, um, I mean, streaming was the main theme for that. Yes. So there was also a lot of stuff talking about um, what they have to do in terms of branching out streaming in terms of both um, tech, the technical side of it, um, in terms of what, what you need to do from an infrastructure perspective and, and what penetration you can get in certain markets based on what the infrastructure is in those countries Um and what the infrastructure they've got, so they work on um, for the streaming. They use um, AWS, which is um, Amazon Web Service. And um, we're getting and a bit geeky here. I'm loving it. Oh, it really <laughs> is. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. My and guy. So, and so, from that perspective, that investor say you're, you're spot on was entirely about streaming because we were, in, as you say, we were in the middle of the pandemic. So, if you're going on there and you're bumping your gums about amusement parks and films in cinemas, yeah, get out of here. Get yeah. out of here, you idiot. Two things you These can't things don't exist. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these things exactly. don't exist. Uh, you know, and a sensible business plan, a third, a third, a third. Well, the other third, the third you've then got to center on is streaming. And then you've got to make your presentation a third, a third, a third. And so you've got this um, market-based problem. You've got the technology-based problem. And then you've got the product presentation and as you say, it was this scaled out thing. As you say, it's 10 of this, 10 of this, 10 of this. We're doing all of these things. Okay, there's other entertainment stuff in there. But you look at the scope of that. It's all years and years and years down the line. I mean, irrespective of the pandemic, they would have been centering, one imagines, more on, more strategically, more on um on streaming because it's just such a lovely money spinner as long as you can just 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 churn out enough stuff that you can keep people's subscriptions coming in it's 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 nice it's money for old rope and particularly when you're in their position where they bought fox so they've got an enormous amount of um rights coming online in various territories that they own that they will get the streaming rights back for if they don't already yeah so the the expansion because it of course it included star as well so yeah 100% with you 100% 
I think it makes sense. I think I'm not sure whether you guys have seen the, there was a, a news that came out today that the, uh, the, Book of Boba Fett finale viewership was 36% higher than The Mandalorian Season 2. Rubbish. I sent this to Luke Rubbish. in a WhatsApp message. I wasn't pleased. Statistics. But this is is part of it, isn't it? Is that by having this series, by getting this series out in a situation where if they hadn't made Book of Boba Fett, if they'd said, right, oh, actually, we're going to have to wait until... Uh, Christmas 2022, we're mm-hmm. going to go, you know, we, we all thought we were going to go essentially two years between Mandalorian seasons. And if they had gone that, that extra sort of period of time, they would have been without a series. So by yeah. getting this content out a bit, like you say, Luke, if this was yep. a quota thing of, right, well, there is, there's this window, right. And we, we can see that what they are doing, which is they are really at the moment, they're alternating big Star Wars series, big Marvel series, big Star Wars series, big Marvel series. They're not running two at the same time. Maybe that will come one day. I don't know. Mm. The the number of series that are in production, it almost has to at some point, but clearly they're thinking, right, we want one big thing at a time. And, Mm. It's a bit like the, you know, the cinema release schedule, isn't it? Where, you know, they, they say, right, untitled Star Wars film. When is it? December 2023. And that's, there's quite a lot of pressure on that. That's like, you guys are making a movie that is coming out in December 2023. If you don't, you're in you're going to have a bit of trouble. You're going to have some words. And I think the same, maybe the same is going on here where they're sort of going, right, we've got a window here where, uh, what was it? Um, Hawkeye finishes before Christmas. And then we haven't, you know, uh, we haven't got anything until, yeah. uh, when moon night at the end of March, that's not even that big. So then they're looking and going, so actually we haven't got anything on Disney plus until Obi-Wan in may right so the alarm bells are there that was that's like four months without content so book of boba fett had to be made or you know something had to be done and they've perhaps just seen an opportunity to stretch and this this goes to the this goes to the 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 narrative issue to stretch a story that they had sat there on Favreau's desk you know oh I've got this I've got this two episode arc about what Boba Fett does on Tatooine and Mando comes to help him mm-hmm. and then they've gone can you make that into seven that's the hobby syndrome he's gone whoa, 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 whoa seven I'll have to do a couple that aren't anything to do with Boba Fett for that because yes and precisely that, so that's why you end up with it so yeah the hobbit like you say Matt it's hobbit. like yeah. It, it, it's, you know, why do you have these bits in there? Well, I needed to, because otherwise it wouldn't be long enough. Um, that's what they've done here. And it suffers for it, but I am still eternally grateful that they've made it. It's like, it's such a strange position to be in, to see so much wrong with maybe both how this has come about and how it's been made. Um, 
and how the story is told, but then to look back on it and just to go, yeah, but I love it. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's fantastic. It's fun. That's it. What do you think, Matilda? Is there is there corporate decisions at play? Is there quota filling? Uh, or are you on the other side of the fence? It's a difficult question. Um, I, I can just see that it fills the gaps, like you've already said. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. I can't find a better solution to explain it, really. So, Which is perfect. Yeah. Which is exactly, exactly what a streaming service and a, a, and, and a, a multimedia conglomerate like Disney needs. You know, and I don't think people realize that the glob of content we're getting now is a reaction to a a global pandemic. Make no mistake. Make no mistake about that. The reason we are probably going to get four, four Star Wars streaming shows in one year. Four, which is great. I'm here for that. Mm. But it's a lot. But at the same time, they've got these streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, all of them. They have to have a slew of content to get pe- to keep people subscribed and to attract new subscribers. So I think there's a bit of both in play. I think they've realized that when they kicked off with The Mandalorian, it was how long was it until we got uh, One Division or whatever was the next tentpole streaming? Mm. So, so they went there, was a, and it, we didn't even have it over here, but there was that barren period where they just had Mando and nothing else. I don't know how, how well their subscriptions did in that downtime, but I bet as soon as One Division came out and then Falcon and Mando and Boba, I bet, uh, as, as that uh, article from Dead, I think it was Deadline or Hollywood Reporter said, mm. the, the, the um, subs have gone up. You know, they've, they've gone up consistently with, um, month on month. Yeah, they're but, doing very well, Disney. They're now I think they're you're firmly right well. the, largest, uh, the second largest streaming service in the world oh, yeah. now. And wow. they've got the IPs yeah. they've got as well. I mean, Come on. Yeah. But I think you're right, though. I think this is also a reaction to having a period of instability in the industry as a whole. Like, like Matty Boy said, there's no films coming out. The cin- so cinemas weren't making money. They weren't making money from Galaxy's Edge, from did the Disney parks or the Galactic Star Cruiser. So um, they had to find ways to make money. Well, it's probably, it's probably worth noting that people like Netflix, the Netflix model isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Ruin sure, them. again, I'm being a bit of a finance geek here, but how Netflix is running its business is not sustainable. Just throwing and a money lot of people are starting to, yeah, a lot of people are starting to get a little bit shaky about it, a little bit worried about it. We'll see. But Netflix's strategy is let's release as much as possible, buy up as much as possible, release, 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 and release, hope that some of it lands. Yep. And they're and spending a lot on some of their original films and series as well. A lot. A ton. I'm getting what back? And the worst thing, the worst thing about a platform like Netflix is now they have a reputation for things not sticking around, such as The Dark Crystal. You know, I really like Dark Crystal. Oh, man, I love the yeah. original film, grew up with that. I liked the series, really, mm-hmm. like, really mm-hmm. liked the series. And Netflix have gone, you know, Creeped I'm too expensive, gonna, not going to do a second season. <laughs> I'm like, the, the first season yeah. ended on a cliffhanger and you guys are just going to leave it at that. That's it. Disney are looking on Red Notice. Disney, Disney are looking, mate, at their their competitors and going, look, 
how that how that works we can't do that but we need something relevant every month we can't chuck loads of new stuff i mean i'm i'm surprised that they did the pam and tommy stuff at the same time of book of boba fett we're starting we're starting mm-hmm. to see like a little overlap of disney property being released and that's that's not bad but they are leaning heavily on star wars and marvel because they mm-hmm. are the vip of ips mm-hmm. right they are the big dogs they are the big dogs. They are. But there's only so much you can do that. There is only so much you can do that. You c- you can't milk them dry. You need to still treat it with the respect it deserves, right? Go on, Matilda. Yeah. I've really been thinking about uh, a detail, but it's not just a detail. Um, mm. And I've kind of touched on it before. It's how it affects the character building in the show for Boba, for sure, but also in this case with Fennec, because for me as a female viewer, as much as I love seeing the character building of uh, the development of Boba going from a ruthless ruthless killer to a nuanced anti-hero type of guy, whatever we should label him, I just feel it was such a lost opportunity. Unless there is a second season of this series, it was a lost opportunity with Fennec Shand as a female character. Because I just feel like... Um, I, I'm just wondering, is Lucasfilm still struggling with diving into the psyche of their female characters? We see a lot of amazing female characters all across the board, um, but still... We don't get to dig deep, go beneath the surface. I just thought to myself, how many characters really in live action do we really get to know? And there's just two, to be completely brutally honest, and that's Leia and Rey. And other than that, um, in live action, in animation, it's different. We see a lot more like Ventress and Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, Sabine Brand, etc. But I just... I just feel like you have to treat your characters with TLC and also the female characters because it matters for it matters for me and I guess it matters for other views as well. I think yeah. there's a there's a flip side of that to look for and yeah. I agree with you entirely. I mean these things are really important. Another angle, another yeah. spin on that would be to say that maybe it gives more series give more capacity to look at central characters yeah. who true, true. yeah possibly. Who, who might be more, more diverse and um true i mean i think i think as well we've got to think that we're we're, we're here on a, on a round table talking about um a, a, a series that actually when you look at the two main characters and okay the main character boba we go you got a you got a maori fella there so that's just wonderful mm-hmm. in itself um and he's he's chronology's working against him and i i mean we can all appreciate that as <laughs> as as time goes by um and mm-hmm. you can say to a certain degree in terms of his sidekick in terms there in terms of, of Fennec Shand, you've got you've got a show that's actually really representative in terms of sort of suggesting that these aren't two very young, very white people um, here. 
And that's a good thing. That's and great. And the, the fact that even within that, they kind of go, no, 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 this guy's Maori. How are you going to show us that? Well, in every way we can, this character's physical representation is going to be yeah. the Star Wars version of yeah. being a Maori. And you just go, that means a lot. That really does mean a lot. Mm. Go on, Adrian. Go on, Adrian. So as you're talking about the characters, and especially Matilda talking about Fennec Shan there, I, it, it's got me thinking about one of what, and and it's hard. I, I really enjoyed the flashback stuff that we got with Boba, right? And this speaks a little bit to what I was saying before about this being stretched out. I think that some of the best film work, some of the best cin- cinematography, some of the best atmosphere and character building was done in those flashback sequences, but they used up an awful lot of Boba book of Boba Fett chapter time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you, I, I'd love to, to have the time to go through with a stopwatch and split it up and be able to say what percentage of the series was, was each bit. Right. But, I would guess that of the Boba Fett stuff, like 50% of it or, or something approaching that was flashback. And the problem there is that that leaves actually get rid of two episodes with none of him. You therefore have very little time to then develop the present day, let's call it present day storyline and characters. True. And as we talk about it tonight, I'm left and I'm thinking, I just I want more of those characters. I want yeah. more of yeah. Bobber and Fennec. I, I, yeah. And I'm thinking if this was developed, maybe maybe if it wasn't something that had been stretched out, if it had been developed for a little bit longer, could we have had episodes that were adventures with those two? Some of them maybe where Fennec takes the lead. All we really got was one adventure, right? We got, yeah. as I say, one story, one one arc of one particular uh, issue on Tatooine, which was the Pikes, right? And I, I would have liked, or I would like going forward, a series where you get these guys dealing with, you know, the scum and villainy challenges together. And my suggestion would therefore be that they don't do a season two, but they do the book of Fennec Shand. Oh, Matilda, you look excited by that. Yeah, I'm just going to, I just need to really uh, highlight the fact that I'm not complaining about representation in Star Wars. We're getting some amazing representation in female characters. I mean, it's getting better and better. But all I'm saying, uh, Disney or Lucasfilm has to let go of their fear of diving deeper into female characters. And we are most likely going to see more of the female psyche in the future. And I'm talking about more a more complex female psyche. Um, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think, I think we need, what they need is someone different driving the ship. Yeah. Uh, John and I mean, I, I love to what John and Dave have done. John Favreau wrote the book of Boba Fett and is getting away with a lot of criticism because people are saying it was structured incorrectly or the writing wasn't great, but they're pointing the fingers at Bobby Rod. When John Favreau was the writer of this show, now if they if if they diversify the writers as like they have been with the directors, you're going to get different voices, different opinions, different experiences coming through. 
And I don't think that's a bad thing. That will never be a bad thing. And I'm with you. I'd like to see a bit more of a deep dive into that. If you're going, if you're going to introduce characters, let's find out more about them. And how many characters in this episode, season and the Mando, for that matter, are just called Frog Lady, Major Domo? The twi- nobody gets a name anymore. So his characters are introduced, and nobody even gets a name for a lot of the time, which I find at one but half, that, one part. But, but that is similar to the original Star Wars. Yeah, it's also pro- similar to the Sergio Leone Westerns as well. It and, is and very, and have they, gone too, no name. <laughs> have they gone too far into the Westerns with this as well? I, watched, I re-watched one of the episodes of My Old Man, and he said, I really enjoyed it, but I got a little bit tired of the fact that they kept showing the Western tropes. It was too much for a Western trope. And what I wanted to ask was, you've all, you've all pretty much mentioned it now in different ways, shape or form. And I've, I've advocated for this, but I'm on the fence still. I've been saying they have got to do a season two. If they want to, if this is actually Boba's story, they've got to do a season two. They, if they, if otherwise, you know, they, they fit in an awful lot into five episodes. We've heard, we've heard the book of Fennec Shand. We've heard, uh, that is going to be. This is now going to bleed into the Mandalorian season three. What do you cats think? Are we going to get a, a, a like a bona fide, definite, definitive follow up to this? Whether it's called the next chapter of the Book of Boba Fett, are we getting a sequel season to this? Not the Mando season three, but its own thing. Who wants to jump I, in on that one? Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, oh uh, yeah, ultimately, I was going to say I get the feeling we will. To some degree, but I don't think I don't think it's going to be a book of Boba two. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we continue some of the storylines from within this and some of those characters elsewhere? Yeah, I, I mean that seems reasonable in terms of the position that they are in. Um, they need they need to make more stuff. Um, mm-hmm then there seems to be a certain inevitability to it. Assuming that, you know, the numbers have worked in their favor, which they seem to have um, criticism side. If subscriber numbers are doing well, then that's kind of what matters. And there are some really interesting characters, which they're working with some interesting characterizations, which they presented. Um, I think there is the scope, but, Maybe to some degree, this is where we get into thumb smudge territory. Because what will it be to be the the continuation of this? Can mm-hmm. it fit into some other story headlined by something else? That all of these stories are maybe just going to be a little jigsaw piece that fits us together. And okay, something like the Mandalorian, where we're used to the idea of having you know this one central character, this one central narrative driving us through. But actually, the, the, the goal is to have jigsaw piece after jigsaw piece to stick together. And you go, it's a sequel, but it's a sequel in the sense that it's surrounded on all sides. Yes. You know, all of these things will need to exist. Maybe it's going to turn into some kind of... Clone Wars style storytelling in the end, yes. uh, where we get different chapters, different arcs, and possibly then we could see more of, let's say, Fennec and other characters. But I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see a Book of Boba Fett 2. Definitely not. What are you thinking, Adrian? Mate, we getting that sequel? So earlier I said that Chapter 7 was my favourite, didn't I? You did. But- 
let me just say that that ending was absolute bantha poodoo, right? <laughs> the, the, the moment, it, and, and by the ending, I don't mean like the resolution of the conflict. That was fantastic. When they were waiting mean, for it together. Yeah, I mean the last, literally the last two scenes. The if you watch that, I've watched it a couple of times. That that scene, right? They walk along the street, they're having a conversation. It's almost like they don't really know what to say to each other. Yeah. <laughs> they, they come to come to this conclusion of like we're not cut out for this. What? <laughs> what? What? What's going on? Why? Because the last time, surely the last time Chris Santon saw yeah. the mods, they were stabbing and trying to shoot him, and he was trying to beat <laughs> them up. And now they're like, he gets a melon, and I don't. Come on, mate. So, so yeah. But th- that shot, uh, and it's like an aerial shot of them all stood there, and <laughs> the camera's running. And I swear to God, if you look at it, they look like a group of actors who are stood there, looking at each other, saying, "Have you got any lines? I haven't got any lines. Have you got? Why haven't they said? I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it felt unfinished. It felt like, or maybe it was. I, I don't know. It was just weird. That was weird. Tacked and on. then, and then that wasn't the end because as they were talking, kicking in was the beat of the Mandalorian. Yeah, the, the person who's in season should probably have been on the season in the first. And <laughs> yeah. and then you get yeah. this weird bit, and it the Mandalorian bit. It it, it really irks me, and I, <laughs> I hate to finish on a on a negative. It's unusual for me, but it does irk me that the series finished with the Mandalorian and Grogu in the N1 Starfighter with the Mandalorian music playing. That yep. was the, the, that was the closing shot of the Book of Boba Fett. Is, that is just weird, right? We didn't need to see a and, literal shot of them like, blasting towards oh, Mando season three, like people have said. We didn't need but, to see that. But it, also, it, it, it was also a very poor tease for Mando season three because <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say... Uh, I need to go and help Ahsoka find Thrawn, or I need to go and do this. I need to go to. Uh, there's. Uh, he didn't even go back to Chapter Five and say something about the mines underneath Mandalore, where I can go and reclaim my heritage. Whatever it is, it, it didn't really set it up. It was just them in a ship. And where that leads me to is that it was a bit of a f- sort of smudged ending that makes me think that they might have had something. They might have had a stinger to tease season two and maybe they pulled it or they didn't feel confident with it mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it's left open. I want that to be a season. Do I want this to be a season two? I want there to be a continuation of the the story. I want, a I want resume. more of the characters. Well, yeah. Is there anything to resolve? I, yeah. I want to know what they did next. I, I want more of Boba Fett and Fennec Shand yeah. in the in the present day timeline, and I there want to know what they go and do. There we go. You know what? There is going to be a book of Boba Fett season two, and that's going to be Mandalorian season three. <laughs> because this is you Mandalorian. This is Mandalorian season two point five, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, it, is. That way. it, it is. That way, it is. It is. It is. Or yeah, whatever way you want to look at it, this was season. This was episode 
yeah, season three and <laughs> season three of Mando, season four of Mando, you know, really. Um, there's a few ways to look at it. And I think, you know, someone mentioned the numbers thing. I was saying to Matty Boy today because Matty Boy sent me this screenshot of apparently Book of Boba yes. Fett finale saw higher viewership than the finale of Mandalorian season two. Absolute rubbish. He wasn't having rubbish. It. It's rubbish. They said he wanted say, to throttle Dis- me. Disney, mate, uh, Disney say this about every single show they have. I don't know if people know that or have noticed that. They go, oh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier came out. Yeah, but it got like third more than Mandalorian season two. Rubbish. It didn't. It's rubbish. Look at the tweets. Look at the Instagram posts. Look at the Google analytics. It's yeah. not true. It's spin. It's marketing spin for shareholders. Let's not get it twisted because they don't release their, as same as Netflix, they don't release their things. They, don't, they keep it all hush hush. Yeah, these Very business odd, it, folk. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't trust them. I know, I know they're creating our mythology, and we love it, you know. But coming out with that, and a lot of people will use that as clout. Yeah, but behind the scenes, it's a different story. I really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. They I, needed a I, I win, think, didn't they? I think this series has done well. Don't get me mm. wrong. I do think this series has done well. But to say like, so yeah, high view. I, I really doubt it. I well, really. Really, really doubt it. Okay, didn't they? That's this is the thing. We've we have we haven't torn these season apart per se. We've but because some of the issues are so big or so overarching for the season, it's hard to get away from them. But my last point on it here is I really like this show. I, I gave it like an eight point three out of ten, mainly because of five and six. But I'm torn. I'm being torn apart because I really <laughs> wanted to see more of. Boba and Fennec because I I grew to love those two characters and where they were going with the yeah. story. So it as Book of Boba Fett it wavered as Star Wars it was great, but we all enjoy, we all enjoyed the Book of Boba Fett, which yeah. is the kind of thing I wanted to end on is that you know we did enjoy it, but we can't lie and say you know oh don't worry about that it, you know, that doesn't matter that's not an issue when you know let's just be honest and say that was an issue. Did it impede my viewing? Not necessarily. But it was obvious enough that a lot of people noticed. I just have a really short, quick comment. Um, I went from being not really interested in Boba Fett from the beginning to becoming a Boba Fett person because, you know, Temuera Morrison is absolutely amazing. And he did, he went over and beyond, and I loved his performance and what he brought to it. So, yeah. He won me over. It, at the end of the day, every conversation I have about Book of Boba Fett, I do leave the conversation thinking, man, can't wait to watch that again. Can't wait to watch that episode again. Can't it. wait to look at those details again. There's something about this series that is, it, it reminds me a little bit of the prequels. And I, I, I want to just like bring it back to what everyone said there at the beginning of this, this uh, roundtable about the kids you know, as, uh, when when we were kids and watching the prequels, there's certainly a different relationship that we had with Star Wars when those films were coming out. And and as a listener, as a, as as a Star Wars fan, you have uh, different relationships of Star Wars films or episodes for whatever reason. It could be personal reasons, very deep personal reasons, maybe something is going on in your life and star wars is there as that wee bit of escapism you don't care if it's great you don't care if everything has to make sense or not that's not necessarily what it's about and that's why i love what dave filoni said is that 
in a behind the scenes interview said ultimately stars needs to leave you with a good feeling does a lot of book of boba fett leave me with a good feeling it does you know does some bits of it frustrate me yes it does but when we try and put that like kind of kitty brain on you know there's so so much to love so much to love in this series and i'm yeah, here for it i can't wait to dive into it but this has been tremendous and it and i'm i'm really happy that people have shared some different viewpoints on it go on adrian like a banter yes there it is what a king i was going to say we've been spoiled by the mandalorian which isn't perfect storytelling but at least it's linear don't worry about that we've been spoiled by all three of these impressions we've had one from luke i've dropped one as well listeners you've had five like a banthers throughout this episode. Um, I don't know if, if you can give us a timestamps, we'll send you a lock of Luke's hair or something as a reward, but as a giveaway prize. So, but I think that's going to wrap it up, mate. I think we, we love the, we all enjoyed it a lot. We have issues, but like you said, there's something about it that even I said, I wasn't so sure I was going to rewatch it anytime soon. I fancy a rewatch mate, because it's got his hooks there. It's got its hooks. It's in. there. It's there, yeah. man. It's doing its job. It's doing its job. So, and like we've, like we've said, it's going to be days, weeks, months, and years. And we'll still be talking about this series. We'll still be going, Oh yeah, but you remember in that scene in Book of Boba Fett, this happened. And that's why this happens. And, and before you know it, like back in the day, people were like those M1 starfighters and the boom starfighters. They don't look very Star Wars. Well, now they do. That's it. That's and it. Now they feel nostalgic. Is that slightly depressing for a lot of us? Maybe, but it's fun. There we go. I think that's a great place to end it. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Matty boy? I think it is, mate. I think it is the best place to end it because we've had a wonderful chat with three fantastic guests, three fantastic patrons of the show. So whilst you're all on the air, thank you so much for supporting us and for giving your time to come on to speak the book of Boba Fett, Matilda. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you so much for bringing me on. It's amazing every single time. Such fun times. Thank you, Big Boy Bill. Thank you, mate, for giving up your time at short notice as well. Uh, It's an honour as always. And Adrian, thank you, my friend, for bringing that filth as ever. You're welcome. I'm going to go and jump on my space Vespa. Hey, we, didn't even we went a whole roundtable without even mentioning the space vespers. So yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell that Twi- as a pat on the back. Twenty years time, they're the new N1 starfighter. Yes, so, maybe Mate, I, they I will would, be. I wouldn't mind maybe them myself, to be fair. I would like those. But now, thank you everyone for coming on, listeners. Let us know if you've um, enjoyed if this, if you've disagreed with anything any of us have said, if you've agreed with anything. Any of us have said, we certainly hope you have done, but we'd love to know your thoughts. Lukey boy, where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk or search for us on socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Or ping us an email too. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yes, if you want to become a Patreon like these three fine people, you can do patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions check out the tiers and you'll find out how you can maybe get yourself on a round table as well but if you're listening to us thank you you're doing that on apple podcast google spotify stitcher tune in amazon everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you are going to find us there and if you do enjoy what we're doing here please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast capture of choice which now includes spotify 
five stars helps the show grow bumps up up bumps us up that algorithm even further plus we just like hearing from you guys so thanks yeah we love it we love it give us those stars lads yes please and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your ewok tell your bentha tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier Tell the families of Matilda, Adrian and Matthew are thinking, are they still talking about Star Wars at this time of night? That this is the podcast that they're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke, may the force be with you always. Session sick. Et, 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 et.